Okay, it's time for another episode. I feel like I'm introducing a TV show or something. It's time for me to share my heart with you again. And I've received a few questions this week. Uh, it's, it's almost like every time I open up about my sobriety or um, celebrate being another month sober, anytime I make a post about addiction or sobriety, it's like people come out of the woodwork and ask for help. And please don't get me wrong, it's an, it's an honor and it's very humbling that people would even trust me with advice um, and trust me with their personal information. But I will be the first to tell anybody who reaches out, I don't have the answers, okay? I have the joy, I have the sobriety, I have the peace in my heart. And it's all rooted in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm not shy about that. I'm not shy about it. Because I vividly remember that day, four years ago, September 29th, 2014, where I was writing suicide letters to my loved ones. And I remember the cold tears. I remember the weight of those tears pouring down my face. I remember the heaviness in my throat to not even be able to speak words out loud. I remember the weight of depression. I remember my shaky hands, not being able to even hold a glass of water that day to hydrate. I just didn't want to feel that way anymore. And I didn't understand how I got myself in that position. I was only 26 years old and life used to be so fun for me. I was a frat boy, went to an awesome college, ton of friends, always smiling. I didn't understand why this would happen to me. How did I end up so miserable? All I did was party. But I guess that's how I ended up so miserable. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, I am honored when people reach out to me for help, but I would be doing you a great disservice if I didn't tell you the truth and if I took any credit for the, for the sobriety that I walk in today. Because I know for a fact that all I did on that day was give up. All I did was surrender my heart to God, not really even knowing what that meant. But I was so broken, and so I had reached the end of my pride. Cops and detectives were looking for me all the time. I had spent that entire summer stealing things from people, trying to fund my cocaine habit, and pay another month of rent somehow because I had been fired from every job I ever had. I just wanted to somehow keep going. <sighs> My heart goes out to anybody who's struggling today because I remember what it feels like. And I want to encourage you with this. I want to tell you the loving truth and I want to encourage you with this. You might not be religious. You might not be down with the Jesus thing. I wasn't really either, to be honest with you. But when I gave him a try, when I cried out, when I rolled out of my bed after writing those suicide letters, I got on my knees and I said a final prayer to God before I was going to go kill myself. And I cried out for a miracle. And in that moment of complete brokenness, with zero pride left, Nothing left to show for myself. 
That's when I felt the presence of Jesus Christ enter my bedroom. A peace that transcends all understanding. My whole body was consumed with chills, and I knew that Jesus was right there kneeling beside me, picking up the broken pieces of my life. I could feel it. And something inside of me told me to pick up a Bible. Luckily, I had one sitting on the shelf behind me, so I grabbed it and set it right there on my bed, still kneeling on my knees. And it fell open to Matthew eleven twenty-eight, And it's Jesus talking. This is in red letters, and it jumped off the page at me. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And in that moment, that's when I knew all I had to do was surrender my addiction, which I still wasn't even fully aware was a problem. My depression, I knew that was an issue. My suicidal thoughts, my broken relationships, I had pushed my whole family away and it seemed like none of my friends were there for me anymore, but that's because I had pushed them away. The people I had stolen from, the constantly looking over my shoulder, wondering if the cops were following me in my car, all of it, I knew that I could give it to Jesus in that moment because I couldn't carry it anymore. Me carrying it all the time, that's how I got myself in that situation. So when I read that verse, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. I literally opened my heart. This is something I can't tell you how to do. Only you have access to your heart. Only you can open it to receive the love of the Father, to receive the love of Jesus Christ. Only you can open that. It really hurts to see people hurting, to see people not fully to the point where they can surrender, to see that little bit of pride left where I get messages every single day on Instagram. I really do. People reach out from all over the world asking for help because they see, I guess, a glimmer of hope in my eyes. And I always, because I love you, I always point you to Jesus because that's what changed my life. I have been clean and sober since that moment that I surrendered my heart to Jesus Christ. It hasn't been easy, and I had to go to AA meetings every single night for a year, pretty much every night for the next year, and I still go to meetings sometimes. For community, to be surrounded by other people who get it, who understand what it's like to not be able to have two beers, I had to have that community. I had to have people who were wiser than me and older than me, and who had screwed up more than me, I had to hear it from them that I was in the right place, that I had to get sober and I needed their help on doing that. But more importantly, I needed the help of Jesus and I needed his love and I needed his hope and his grace and all the fruits of the spirit. And that took time. It takes time for a seed to turn into a tree. And today being almost four years sober, I have become that tree and I'm starting to bear the fruit that the word of God talks about. Love, hope, peace, patience, self-control, perseverance, kindness, all of it. And I'm still not perfect. And I still have thoughts cross my mind that aren't so good. And I still feel the enemy 
on my back. And he's always going to be there because he knows I'm a threat to his kingdom now. The enemy is going to continue pursuing me. But I have my identity so deeply rooted in Jesus Christ that I don't waver when I hear the voice of the enemy. And when I feel him knocking on my door, I just turn to Jesus because he's in here. So the reason I say all of that is I received an interesting message today, actually. And I wanted to center this entire episode around the one message that I received because I know it's going to happen again. So I want to create this, this podcast and this, this just pour in my heart into you in the hopes that whoever asks this question in the future will have just a genuine, honest answer from me because I care. I want so badly for you to experience this joy today. I want it so badly for you. The message is from a total stranger. I don't know where he lives. I don't know how old this man is. But it said, hey man, I'm not religious. I guess he had seen my Instagram and I guess gathered that I am religious. But it said, hey man, I'm not religious. Any advice to help a brother out? Anything that helped you early on? (laughs) And I just want to straight up say this. I have to speak the truth. It's good you're not religious. I'm not religious either. I love Jesus Christ and I've given my life to him. That's not religion, bro. That's life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through Jesus. That's what the word says. And everything that I've put to the test in the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ is true. And that's why I am producing this fruit in my life today. That's why you see joy in my eyes. That's why I walk around with this light. And to be honest with you, like I just said, I don't always feel that, but others can always see it because it's there. And I want you to have that too. And I can tell you with great certainty that the only way to get that is to surrender your heart to Jesus Christ and let go of pride. There's nothing God can do with a prideful heart. But once pride is out of the way, well, then it's game on. Your heart is then open to miracles, and you're going to watch your entire life transform once you let go of pride and give Jesus a try. So... (laughs) Honestly, I kind of laughed in my head when I read that message. Um, I hurt. I hurt because you hurt. The part that made me laugh is like, good. I'm glad you're not religious. I'm not either. I hate religion. (laughs) I can't stand it. It's a bunch of rules that doesn't, none of that applies. The only thing that applies is the love of Jesus, the unconditional love of Jesus. And that's what I want you to have. But it wouldn't be love It wouldn't be real love if I didn't share the truth with you. And the truth is, the only way to have eternal life is through Jesus Christ. That's just the loving truth. It's more than a belief for me. I've given my life to this, and I will die for this. And God knows that. And when you reach that place in your heart, then you're ready for change. But I can't help you get there. So maybe you're struggling with drinking, maybe it's porn, maybe it's anger, maybe it's judgment of others. I don't know what you're battling today, 
But I know that any battle is serious. And any sin in your life needs to be addressed. Because in God's eyes, it's all the same. And God does not see our outward appearance. God sees our heart. And again, if there's pride in your heart, God's going to have to look the other way because he is pure and he is righteous. He doesn't want to see your pride. He wants to see a surrendered heart. He wants to fill you up with the love with his love. Just love. Perfect love drives out all fear. And that's another podcast for another day. But if you want to defeat fear in your life, learn how to love. And if you want to learn how to love, learn it from Jesus, the master of love. I hope this speaks to you. Honestly, I just had my eyes closed that entire time. That was the Holy Spirit speaking through me. I don't even know what I just said. I'm confident that it's going to resonate with somebody because the Holy Spirit, his words never return void. So if it resonates with just one person's heart, then I'm glad that I took the time to record this. As always, feel free to reach out. But again, I'm not the one that helps you, but I know the one who does, and I would be more than happy to introduce you to him. His name is Jesus. I love you so much. I really do. I want to encourage you, if you're struggling with drinking or drugs, that was my experience. I want to encourage you to let go of pride and Maybe if the Jesus thing is something you're still thinking about, that's okay. One thing I'll tell you for sure, though, is you need to let go of pride and become willing to walk into an AA meeting. Those are good. There's such a stigma around that. Those meetings are good, and you're going to meet people who care about you and who have walked in your shoes, and I know you think your circumstances are unforgivable, or maybe your situation is just so different from anybody else's. And I'm going to tell you right now that you will be, (laughs) you will be surprised when you walk into an AA meeting. God's going to put people in your path that you never knew, that you never expected, and they're going to help you change your life. AA is a good thing. I will never turn my back on that program. There's definitely more to it than 12 steps. The 12 steps will most definitely help you get sober and help you start seeing clearly again. The next step is Jesus, and I want to encourage you to do both. My whole life has changed as a result of surrendering my heart to Jesus and becoming willing to walk into an AA meeting and let go of my pride. And I'm still learning how to love people the right way but we're making big progress. Again, reach out anytime. You can find me on Instagram at Zach Gudson. You can message me anytime. There's a link on my profile where you can go to the Cultivate website, which is the nonprofit that I run.
you can reach out there. I am planning to go on a huge mission next year. I've left everything behind to be able to bring you hope and bring hope into this world. I left my job, my salary, all of it to be able to do this. And I'm putting together a plan to hit the road again full time and travel and do homeless outreach and addiction outreach and host recovery meetings all over the country. And we're getting a van to be able to do that, that I'm going to live out of and share the gospel and just love on people. So if you'd like to support that, that link is available. You can go to my Instagram page and just hit the link and it'll take you there. I would love your support. I can't do this alone. And I also want to say thank you to every person who has pitched in, who has sent encouraging words and who has had my back and who has walked with me on this journey of faith and sobriety. I just want to say thank you to my friends. I love you so much and I genuinely want what's best for you. And I can't wait for the day that we are rejoicing in heaven together, praising Jesus. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen.